from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Biden administration is once again taking aim at the Second Amendment. The ATF has issued a new rule that would treat guns with stabilizing braces, stabilizing accessories, like they treat short-barreled rifles. The reason why this matters is that short-barreled rifles require a federal license to own under the National Firearms Act. Senate Republicans have said of this new rule that it would turn millions of law-abiding Americans into criminals overnight and would constitute the largest executive branch-imposed gun registration and confiscation scheme in American history. Now, we're talking about a lot of people here, too. The Congressional Research Service puts the number of owners of these braces, of these accessories, at as high as 10 to 40 million. A lot of disabled gun owners and and veterans, they rely on these braces for stability and firearms handling. So we're also talking about a targeting of disabled gun owners and veterans. We're going to talk to one sheriff who says, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not enforcing this. This is unconstitutional. His name is Vic Regalado. He is the Tulsa County Sheriff in Oklahoma. And he's next. Well, Sheriff Vic Regalado, uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, sir. I appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So I wanted to start and talk through, because you're standing up for the Constitution. You're standing up against this ATF rule, which is a big deal. You know, I'm not sure how familiar some folks at home are about this, but it really is a big deal. And essentially what they're doing is they're treating guns with stabilizing accessories the way that they treat short-barreled rifles, which requires a federal license to own under the National Firearms Act. I guess let's kind of start from the beginning. What do these stabilizing braces do? So stabilizing braces initially were created uh, to assist people with disabilities, many of which were our veterans, um, so that they could have a uh, the ability to fire a weapon. Um, 
you know, and, and what's ironic about this ruling now is that in 2012, either 2012-2013, the Obama administration, you know, basically validated that, saying that they did serve a purpose, that they were used with people with disabilities, and that they did not change the definition or makeup of a firearm by simply attaching the brace. And so here we are uh, a decade later, and all of a sudden, uh, the definition is changing and, and things like that. Um, so, you know, there's about three million of these braces. And, and I would tell you up front that most people, most Americans have no idea what a stabilizing brace is. You know, and considering the fact that I think there's approximately three million of those in, in America right now uh, tells you that, you know, that the overwhelming majority have no idea what this is at. And what I tell those people is this. This whole idea is not a is is really at its core not about the stabilizing brace itself or even the guns. It's about people's rights under the Constitution. And if we continue to shave those rights, whether it's stabilizing braces or uh, having to register firearms, um, we don't get those rights back. And before you know it, the entire right is gone. And so. Um, I try to simplify it for people that are not gun enthusiasts um, and, and ask, well, what's the big deal about outlawing or uh, uh, registering firearms that have braces? And, I, and what, what I would tell them is exactly that. It's, it's not about the gun itself. It's about the fact that you have the right, and it's clearly outlined in the Second Amendment, and it should not be infringed upon. And that's what's happening here. And that's the most important part that I want people to take into account is your rights are, are, are being taken away slowly but surely. Well, and I, I totally agree with you. And, and I pointed out to you before we started, I'm like, look, I'm a baby gun owner. <laughs> like I just got my concealed carry. I just got my first <laughs> firearm, you know, a P365, like standard concealed carry, you know, so I'm I, I'm new at this, so it, it's good to have these these helpful explanations. My understanding is, you know, the ruling, it's a couple hundred pages long. It's very confusing. And the Congressional Research Service actually put ownership potentially as high as 10 to 40 million. But I guess it depends on how you read this ruling, because it is very confusing in terms of, you know, what would be applicable here. Why do you think the ATF has decided to target these braces specifically? I think there's different uh, opinions and ideas about it. I think that it is, a again, a slow but uh, methodical movement in which to um, diminish the Second Amendment and people's rights to bear arms and all that that means. And, you know, and the taxation and, and things like that, um, because really on its face, it's arbitrary. Um, it certainly, I think, goes or contradicts uh, the Due Process Clause uh, or Administrative Procedures Act and things like that. And, and this was already done when they tried to uh, to uh, uh, make a ruling on, on bump stocks, Fifth Circuit. Court of, or of, of Appeals stated that they couldn't do that. And yet, here we are again doing the same thing. So, I, again, this is, you know, what I want to stress to people is this is not a, about the, the, the braces. It really isn't. It's about your rights and the continued uh, uh, um, process in which the federal government is, is trying to diminish those rights. And we can't allow that. Um, and as sheriff, uh, who has taken an oath to uphold the Constitution and defend it. That's what I'm doing. And I think sheriffs across this country are joining in or, or have already joined in. And um, 
you know, we, we have to we have to say no to this type of stuff. Well, and I'm glad you put it that way, because I think that gets lost oftentimes in these discussions is people are like, oh, well, it's just a stabilizing race. It, it's just this. It's it's just that. And then to your point, it's just a chipping, chipping, chipping away when the underlying objective, which, you know, Joe Biden, the Biden administration has essentially already stated is they want to get rid of all guns. You know, he's even targeted nine millimeters, which is like little baby gun owners like me own. So that's really the end objective is just to, to get rid of the Second Amendment. I mean, I mean, they don't believe in it. No, they don't. And it's also a, a roundabout way, uh, an attempt to have citizens register their firearms. Um, so there's a whole lot going on here. And this won't be the last one. I think that, uh, in fact, I think the 120 days uh, that which this rule would go into effect is today. Uh, I might be off by a few days or so, but nonetheless, um, I think that uh, this will be met with the same legal uh, ramifications that the uh, bump stock was, and, and uh, this will go to court and, again, be overturned. But uh, this, this type of activity is going to continue until the people say enough's enough or until people stand up like sheriffs and law enforcement and say, listen, you, you cannot do that. And, and I'll tell you that uh, the response here has been overwhelmingly positive. And, but the detractors, it, what, what I've seen is that they're saying, well, I'm picking and choosing what laws that I will enforce. And that's simply not true. And I would remind people that uh, Congress has the legislative authority in which to enact laws or definitions regarding firearms, not the ATF. And if we allowed that, could you imagine where would that stop? And so this is not a law. It's unconstitutional, and therefore, no, we will not partake, enforce, or support this this ruling. Well, and unfortunately, Republicans in Congress have stood up and said, you know, the, to your point, what you're saying, this is unconstitutional. We don't stand by this. And Senate Republicans have said, uh, almost all of them have said, this would turn millions of law-abiding Americans into criminals overnight and would constitute the largest executive branch imposed gun registration and confiscation scheme in American history. Pretty strong wording there in terms of what this administration is trying to do with this specifically. Absolutely. And, and also, I, I want to point out real quick is that when we start talking about the ATF, we're not talking about the rank and file. I, I can assure you that, especially here in Tulsa, uh, these are good men and women who in, who enforce the law, who protect the Constitution, because they have taken that oath as well. This is more of the upper administration, the D.C. administration, that again is is leveling and 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 arbitrarily trying to create rules that affect the citizens of this country uh, in a negative way. Um, so I don't want to demonize or or you know kind of put a, a, a broad blanket over the ATF, uh, the rank and file are by no means responsible for this. This, again, is, is you know, from the director on up, as usual, and uh, the rank and file get caught between the, the rock and the hard place. Well, you know, and, and it's coming from Joe Biden, who has repeatedly said that the Second Amendment's not absolute, who has, you know, tried to, to take aim at even, you know, concealed carry everyday firearms that, you know, people use. I really liked what you wrote in your statement when you said, you know, look, this is unconstitutional. I, I'm not going to enforce this because you said, once again, we are witnessing federal overreach that would not impact the criminal element 
but only the law-abiding citizens' rights under the Constitution of the United States. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of what the Biden administration is doing, a lot of this gun control, it doesn't impact the criminality. It doesn't impact the criminals. It impacts us. You know, the law-abiding citizens who just want to be able to protect ourselves, who don't want to do any harm with their guns, who take it seriously. So talk a little bit about that, about how this isn't going to, to make your life easier in terms of stopping criminals. No, it absolutely won't. And, you know, the, the one uh, example that I point people towards is that um, some of our country's most violent cities have the strictest gun laws. And here locally, I also point to a, a state law that was enacted a few years ago where you cannot carry a firearm into the state fair, which brings about a million and a half people annually to. And yet we continue to confiscate illegal firearms within the fair in the hands of criminals. So now when you look at that, you have uh, a million and a half people, which the overwhelming majority of them are law abiding. So they do not bring their firearm in. And now they are uh, roaming around the fair with criminals who are armed, who do not care about the law. And so I would ask anyone explain to me how these laws are um, assisting or protecting our citizens. They're not. What they're doing is leaving them open, unprotected to predators and criminals who arm themselves and don't care about the law. I mean, that's really, if, when you look at it from a, a common sense point of view, um, it it's really should be really clear to you that these types of arbitrary laws and rulings again, do not affect the criminals because they don't care about those things. They affect the law-abiding citizen. And, and we just can't have that. We really have got to start gearing our criminal justice system, not around the criminal, but around the law-abiding citizen. And until we do that, we are going to continue to see criminal criminality rise in this, uh, in this country, violence rise in this country. And the only people who are going to pay for it, again, are are the law-abiding citizen. And we're really already experiencing a lot of that. You know, I mean, I have to go to New York City quite frequently for work, and I got to tell you, my head's on a swivel. You know, I used to take the subway every day when I lived there for almost three years. I'd take the subway to work. I wouldn't I wouldn't ride the subway now. I mean, you couldn't pay me enough to ride the subway. How do you think we've arrived here in the country where there's just so many cities now that are just utterly lawless? Um, I think that it wasn't something that happened overnight. Uh, again, I always point to think, uh, comment I said earlier about our, our rights being shaved and then waking up one day and realizing we no longer have those rights. This has been happening over decades. Uh, and there's so many uh, factors that have gotten us to where we're at today. You know, the legalization of drugs, uh, the uh, diminishing workforce and law enforcement, um, you know, the change in the way we look at our uh, our first responders and the rule of law. It's like we've said, hey, you know, this law is really inconvenient. So eh, let's just not follow it. And so we've now became uh, where we were once a nation of laws. We're now a nation of, well, we'll follow some of the laws. And so over a period of time, I think that uh, a lot of, you know, society has deteriorated to the point now where we just don't care or we don't you know, we just turned the other way when we've seen some of our our most magnificent cities and communities in this country 
uh, now become a, a haven for criminals and violent crime and drug dens. And it's just like, yeah, you know what? It's not happening here, so it's not my problem. And it has become our problem. It's become everybody's problem. I think, uh, you know, big factors are national media does not highlight it. Um, you know, and, and that's ta that's terrible uh, because what it does is that the, the, the average citizen is now ignorant as to what is going on. And it's much like the braces. Uh, you know, again, I would point to the fact that I think a, a good portion of our society has no idea what the brace is or the significance of the ATF's ruling um, because it hasn't been covered, you know, and, uh, and yet uh, five years from now, if this is not put in check, they wake up and realize, wait a minute, I can't have what? Or I can't do this? Or I have to register that? Wait, what happened? And that, I think, is, is why the problems that we're facing today it is, is a, a lot of factors. Quick commercial break. Back with the sheriff on the other side. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Well, and it's interesting because, uh, you know, the left always, you know, they're like democracy, democracy. But then, you know, they they go after, you know, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, you know, the things that make us a free people. Why do you think they have such a problem with the Second Amendment? You know, I think it's partly fear. I think it's partly ignorance as to what a firearm is. Um, and, and that is simply a tool like anything else. Um, and I think it takes away power. The left, especially today's woke left, is about power. And you cannot control a populace that is armed. Um, and I think, you know, years from now, and I, and I hope I'm really wrong on this, 
But years from now, it's going to be the armed populace that saves this country, whether it's from a foreign invader or domestic. Um, and people don't see that. But if you can, could you imagine right now if you magically made uh, all the firearms disappear, what would happen? Well, we'd be in some serious trouble, not only from the criminality, but from an overreaching government. Um, you know, so I, I think it's it's a lot of different things as to why the left, especially today's left, um, is so intent on taking away people's Second Amendment rights. Well, I even got into it with my own mayor uh, here in, in Miami because they were doing a uh, gun buyback program to give the guns to Ukraine. I'm like, do you not see the irony in disarming your own citizens to arm another group of citizens? Like, do you not see why maybe we would want our own guns here? You know, like, do you, do you not? But, uh, you know, it's wild to me. <laughs> Sometimes they don't get it. It is. And, and really, when you look at uh, what I would point to, and, and it's backed by facts, is that throughout history, the, qu- the quickest and most efficient way to decrease uh, violence in our cities, communities, towns, counties, is by an effective police force. That's just a fact. And now we're looking at diminished police forces. Everybody's leaving or retiring. Um, you know, any time that... Uh, uh, something bad has happened within the ranks it's highlighted and the good which is the overwhelming majority of police officers in this country do great things every day for their communities is never highlighted you know and and i'm not saying that the bad things shouldn't be i think they should i think transparency is big in law enforcement and should be a a a number one uh, thing that we operate under but uh, because of the continued highlighting of the negative, people aren't wanting to be a first responder anymore. And so what happens, right, is that crime goes up and service to the people goes down. And that's what's happening today. And so now when you want to say, well, let's disarm you, I mean, seriously, could you? that's why you don't ride the subway, right, because of the criminality there. But I bet you would if there was a cop on each car and you felt protected and all these other things, right, you would have no problem. So to me, it's a very common sense thing. And, and it's just a, uh, incredible when we have these types of conversations and people who try to detract from it. Uh, it it's just incredible to me. They're, they're, they have no factual basis or foundation in which to uh, uh, move on, on the plans that they, they, they've enacted now. And, and, and this idea that guns are bad or, you know, speech, certain speech should be banned, things like that. It's just incredible to me. You know, the media has told a lot of lies, which have led to, you know, where we are today. I mean, I've, re- I've really tried to do my best to stand up against this where, you know, even post Ferguson, right? You know, Officer Taryn Wilson was innocent. You know, Michael Brown was the aggressor. Obama's own Department of Justice found that to be true. Uh, he cleared Officer Darren Wilson. That didn't stop the media from lying with the whole hands up, don't shoot. That didn't stop Obama from lying to the public. You know, it, it didn't stop this narrative from taking hold. And, and I think one of the most telling things is even Rahm Emanuel, when he was mayor of Chicago a while back, he had said that the, these lies 
that this narrative had put officers in the fetal position where so many people are fearful to do their jobs because of the ramifications that could come after. I mean, what kind of impact has this all had on, you know, policing in America and just police feeling like, you know, I'm hamstrung. I'm afraid to do my job in this society. Well, I'll tell you here locally and across this country, having talked to to different chiefs and and sheriffs across this country, um, the biggest thing that we're missing is, is the quote unquote calling. And, and it sounds cliche, um, um, but it really isn't. And, and what I mean by that is that 30 years ago when I entered in law enforcement, I had this calling. I, I, I knew I wanted to be a cop and I wanted to protect and chase bad guys and do all these, these really cool things, right? But the foundation of it was to serve and protect. And now I will tell you that uh, when I interview prospective deputies and, and people like that uh, that are coming into law enforcement, uh, the answer to the to the question, the most common question in police interviews is, why do you want to be a cop? It's no longer to protect and serve and chase bad guys and do all these really exciting things, right? Now it's, well, uh, one of the most standard answers I get now is, well, I, I feel like if I come aboard, I could bridge the gap between the community and, and policing and show them that um, we're really not racist. And I'm like, okay. I said, so when I first started hearing that, I would ask a follow-up question, say, well, give me an example of uh, racism in law enforcement or systemic racism in law enforcement. And almost 100% of the time, the answer would be, well, I can't specifically give you one, but you know you see it on TV all the time, and and so over time, what that has told me is that people are getting this idea of law enforcement from the media, from uh, uh, social media, uh, and it's not factual. And so now, why would you want to be a cop, right? And 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 if you don't have that calling, well. What are we going to do? What, who's going to stand in the gap and protect you and protect your communities? Who? And, and what you're seeing now is police departments and sheriff's office, and we're no different, throwing money at the situation, right? So we're going to give you a $10,000 signing bonus, and we're going to up your pay here. We're going to do this for you. And I will tell you that you might see a spike in recruiting, recruiting because of the money, but the long-term consequences of that is is – is it's again, it's putting a, a bandaid on a gushing wound. Uh, you don't come into this type of profession to make money. Everybody knows that you don't get rich being a cop. And, you know, you, you do this job because you want to serve and you want to protect and we're losing that. And that's what's most uh, concerning to me, because I think we've lost the last two generations. And if we don't start now changing the, the narrative, we're going to lose the next two. And where are we going to be at? I mean, that's such a good point and something to you know, certainly you know think about. And a lot of these situations, which I, I'm sure is got to be really challenging as a police officer, is, you know, you look at places like New York City, for example, and you've got the DA there who just doesn't prosecute. So if you're a cop and, and you're putting your life at risk to try to get a criminal and then, you know, they end up just being released. It's like that has got to be incredibly discouraging in terms of your willingness to, to put your life on the line for, you know, someone who's just going to end up getting out of prison and, and repeat offender. Yeah. You know, I'm going to circle back around to uh, the racist. The ATF is literally telling us that, and, and I say the ATF, really, it's it's the, the U.S. Attorney General, 
Merrick Garland, who, who stated when this rule first came out, is that it would uh, increase or enhance public safety. So think about that for a second. We have district attorneys across this country who have been put in place uh, for a specific reason, and that is to not prosecute violent crime. And that's just a fact, okay? And so what have we seen? Well, we've seen uh, skyrocketing violent crime and quality of life diminish. And here we have the U.S. attorney uh, in this country saying that by outlawing or, uh, you know, braces, um, that that's going to enhance public safety. I would love to see the facts behind that. There are none, right? And so, again, we're not doing what we should be doing. There's rules, there's laws on the books now that uh, uh, can deal with the criminal element and, and uh, them being armed. And we're not enforcing them, we're not prosecuting them, and we're letting people out of jail. Uh, you know, all these other things that have impacted crime in this country, and we continue to look the other way. And, and that's what I'm talking about. It's people have to stand up and start voicing uh, their concerns and taking a stand that, you know, enough's enough, and this has to stop. Quick break, more on this important issue. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. We've reached this conclusion as a society that somehow it's, you know, quote unquote, equity to not convict criminals or to not go after criminals. That somehow it's racist to put people behind bars who, you know, commit crimes 
which is, you know, in part led us to this insanity. You kind of alluded to it just now, but how do we turn this ship around, sir? How do we go back to a law and order society? Again, I think that, uh, you know, we talk about it in law enforcement circles all the time, and I think it's it's going to be a slow process. Um, again, we didn't get here overnight, and we're not going to reverse things overnight, but we have to start getting out into the community. I do a lot of public speaking here in Tulsa, and I intentionally go to uh, to groups that even, you know, aren't even a, a big fan of mine um, to tell them about what's going on, to point to the facts of what's going on. Um, I, I tell people that who ask, what can we do? Get to our youth. Get to our youth and let them know that, uh, you know, it's okay to want to protect. It's okay, uh, um, you know, to to put yourself out there for the better good. It's okay to believe in something much bigger than yourself and to serve that. You know, I mean, our institutions, family and and religion have all been diminished as well. And, you know, when you have nothing to believe in, um, then you don't start believing in yourself. And what, what, what happens to uh, especially a child who doesn't believe in themselves and, you know, they're empty. And what do they turn to? Well, they turn to destructive uh, uh, things like drugs and, and, and crime and all this other stuff. I think we have a lot to work on. Um, and I think it's going to take a lot more than just law enforcement. It's, it's you know, our, our pastors, our priests have to start stepping up and quit being woke for the sake of being woke. Um, I think we need to stop being afraid of what people are going to say about us on social media. You know, I, I could care less about that um, because I know that the, the reality is the overwhelming majority of people are just feel just like I do. And, you know, so I think just right now, I think that courage, faith and all those things uh, need to stop just being uh, buzzwords. I think we need to really take them to heart and start moving forward and, and doing the courageous thing and standing up. I, I really do. And in time, um, I think, you know, we'll, we'll start to see things turn around. Uh, very well said, sir. I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. And I appreciate your bravery in this instance and what you do for a living, sir. Uh, Sheriff Vic Regalado, Tulsa County. Sheriff, thank you so much, sir. I, I really appreciate your time. I appreciate what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you for having me on. So that was Sheriff Vic Regalado of Tulsa County. I appreciate his time. Appreciate what he's doing. Uh, gives you a lot of confidence that we still have people, you know, who are serving this country for the right reasons, who are in it for the right reasons, uh, who want to protect and serve. So thankful for him and his time uh, in bringing attention to this important issue. I want to thank you guys at home for listening. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Until next time. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.